Imagine loving your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor. And once again, I'm so glad to be here with you for this week's episode, which is all about your stories on purpose. That is being intentional with your thinking, especially your awareness for reframing your stories. I think you're gonna like thinking about this because it's a sneaky way to get at some good insight about what you really think, and then you can be curious about all of it. Before we dive in, I wanted to invite you to work together. I'm not sure if you know this, but I do private coaching. I know I've told you about my online coaching program, The Finally First Club, but I also wanted to make sure that you knew that we could also work one-on-one. Now, in the nutshell, private coaching is a great way to go if you want more help applying the concepts that I teach in the podcast. You know what I mean, right? Don't get me wrong, it's super fun to listen to the podcast while you're doing other things. That's why I call podcasts a party in your purse. There is so much fun just waiting for you at the click of a button. But the thing is that when you listen like this, like when you're walking or putting on makeup or gardening or even driving, you're multitasking and you're not taking notes or listening at 100%. It's harder to remember some of the little life-changing gems enough to bring them to life for real, right? So if you want to get a huge bang for your buck and make a midlife change faster, private coaching just might be for you. Go ahead and apply for my personalized coaching program where we take all the things I teach you here in the podcast, apply them to you personally and your actual life so that you can do midlife on purpose. Book your free Get Unstuck call now at www.talktosusie.com. Okay, here we go. Let's take a look at stories on purpose and what that would look like in your life. Now, you may recall that I taught you a bit about stories in episode 159, where the focus was on stories that keep you stuck in midlife. Today, we're talking more about stories, but from a bit of a different perspective, the way that you can use stories to make you feel old or bad or, you know, just not good, and how to tweak them so that you can use your stories for good on purpose. You know, like the thought work that we work on here in the podcast to make your stories more useful to you, to your perspective and your beliefs. So I want to share a little story with you about something that happened on the weekend. Some of you might find it a bit cringeworthy, But that's okay. Just for a split second, though, I do find myself wondering why these things always seem to happen to me. (laughs) But here we go anyway. Now, there are two reasons I'm telling you this story. First, because I know I'm not alone. (laughs) And second, because it's another great example of the importance of what the stories you tell yourself do in terms of creating the very different feeling states that you experience. And, you know, how much power you have to tell yourself stories on purpose. So, There's so much we're going to cover now. Hang tight. It was the weekend, and we have a kid who's away at university. 
It's weird for him. Everything's online, but he's with his friends in a beautiful little townhouse in a university town that is about an hour from home. So in Canada, we had Canadian Thanksgiving recently, and he didn't come home because of the whole COVID thing and everything. So we missed him. And he really wanted us to bring our dog, Nico the Noof, out to see him for our visit. He wanted his roommates to meet Nico too. The weather was great. It was a crisp fall day. I was super psyched. So my husband and I packed up the van. We loaded up masks and portable water, dog treats for Nico, and a nice fresh mug of coffee for me. It was such a nice day. You know, when you're driving on this kind of a perfect day, it was just cool outside, but not cold. It was sunny, but not too sunny. The leaves were changing. The drive was just gorgeous. So we got to his place. His roommates all greeted us in masks and loved getting to know Nico, the noof, who demonstrated his wide array of crowd-pleasing tricks, including balancing a little treat on his nose, flipping it up, and then catching it in a big, slobbery gulp. (laughs) Fun times were had by all. Now, I'm also an alumna of his university, and I felt very familiar with campus, obviously. I was pretty excited about taking a nice walk in the university arboretum. Like I said, the weather was glorious. I just had on a pretty scarf and a leather jacket. One of my favorite leather jackets. First time this season I pulled it out. I've had it forever. Pretty scarf, you know, just felt so comfortable. The leaves were changing colors. Birch trees with their white bark popping out against the blue sky. We had a lovely walk. I was super excited to be there. Hmm, I wondered out loud to my husband and 21-year-old son. I'm probably going to have to go to the bathroom at some point after the coffee and all. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) We started our walk and passed a sign that said all the buildings and washrooms were closed because of COVID. Uh Uh-oh. It was a big arboretum, like a huge park. And I told you, I I went there in the 80s. I remembered that there was some kind of a building where we used to visit. Uh, It was like a nature center. There used to be rescued animals there or animals that were injured. And there was always an owl that we would say hello to and a big bunny. Now, I knew those animals weren't still there, but I knew there was a building that probably had a washroom. Not this time. So, like I said, it was a big arboretum. We were walking and walking, and I knew this was going to be interesting. Now, I wasn't panicked. We eventually did get to another type of building. They also hold events there and meetings, weddings, that sort of thing. And I noticed a police car just outside. I thought I would ask again about the bathroom situation, just in case. And she confirmed nothing was open. Okay, I was thinking, not a crisis yet. So we continued our walk. I got Nico flicking a treat off of his nose on slow motion video at one of the little areas where we stopped. This is always a blast and very entertaining. Um, Took lots of pictures of Nico and all of us actually in this beautiful scenery, sitting on park benches, walking on pads. So nice. So we continued our hike, which at times seemed like we were in the middle of nowhere, not on a clear trail. And sometimes, though, we were on a very clear trail that seemed more like, you know, like a path. And we saw plenty of people. Now, of course, I was noticing the people factor. I knew I may have to find a tree and take care of business or risk spending some time, uh, you know, in wet pants. (laughs) Now, I still wasn't worried except for one thought, like nothing 
was really bad yet, but I did have one thought, and it was about urgency. You know how you start thinking about something like this, and then all of a sudden it feels urgent, like a craving, where you just start craving a food, and then all of a sudden it feels really important, or like an itch, and all of a sudden you just have to scratch it. So at this age and stage, (laughs) another one of these situations often is sometimes you have to go really, really, really badly, and then you have to have a scary waddle to the bathroom. So this is what I was spinning on, all of this urgency stuff, because right now everything was fine, but my mind did go there. So I was scouting. I needed a plan. I needed a good tree. I needed a quiet part of the park. Again, nothing too terrible just yet, but it was after one and we had left at 1030 in the morning. So we continued our walk. My dog peed on everything. I was so jealous. (laughs) All of a sudden, it seemed like there were people everywhere. I mean, they were wearing masks and we were outside. It was okay, but there were people. I didn't want people. Hubby, at this point, decided to go off trail. And at first, I was annoyed. um, But then I could see that while it was a little trickier to walk because it was bumpy and there were leaves everywhere and sticks, it was quieter with fewer people around it was time. I needed to identify a tree and go for it. There were fewer people. Now, I have to tell you, this is not my thing. I'm not one of those kind of gals who has put herself in a lot of these situations where I've developed skills in peeing in the woods. I have not. I'm a little adventurous, but not a lot. So (laughs) anytime I've been adventurous, I've been in a very guided situation, like with professional guides setting up porta-potties or stuff like that. So there have really only been a couple of times that I've had to resort to a full out squat in the woods. One time it happened in Baja while we were watching. It was an all day outing. We were on a 20 foot wooden skiff. There were eight of us and we were there like all day in the ocean looking at whales. So we did have to pull over to an island at some point and do that. It happened a couple of times during the six-day whitewater rafting trip in the Grand Canyon that I did about eight or ten years ago. But again, there were guides. They set up porta-potties. Now, in the middle of the night, you did have to pee in a cup right next to your cot because, first of all, the Colorado River was right there. (laughs) You know, it was pitch black in the middle of the canyon. Um, Also, there were scorpions and some scary things. You didn't want to go too far in the middle of the night, that's for sure. Uh, So there was that situation. Um, And then last year, it happened in a park on a walk, much like this, but none of my sons were there, but I was caught off guard and it happened. So (laughs) it's kind of embarrassing to share, but I know that this may have happened to you too. Now, the thing was, I mentioned my son was with me and I know I'm not going to hear the end of this one for sure, but there she was, the perfect tree, the perfect little spot. I quickly went over, I surveyed the situation, and now I was running out of time. I had to make a quick decision and get to work. So I crouched down in a deep and perfect squat. No toppling. I was completely steady. All was good. And thank God for this tree. But it did seem to take forever. About midstream, I wondered to myself, "Uh uh-oh, I hope I don't end up peeing in my pants. I'm not an expert at this whole peeing in the woods thing. Hmm. I'm really not sure of the aerodynamics and physics of this whole situation. (laughs) I'm having this whole 
mind drama and questions while I'm in full squat hiding behind this tree. You know what? It was too late and I just had to keep going. I felt such relief. Okay, time to stand up. So I pulled up my yoga pants and I was thinking, well, if it feels dry, then it's all good. And thankfully, everything felt dry. Even bigger relief until I looked down. Now, I'm not exactly sure how this happened. (laughs) I really don't know. The bottom of my pants were not dry. Oh my God, I needed to assess this situation quickly. Yup, one pant leg from the knee down was wet. I had to think quickly. Now we carry this nice big camelback water pack for Nico. You know, the kind that cyclists carry on their backs and it has a long tube. Perfect, I thought. It's like a hose. So I had to divulge what happened to the guys. And obviously there was laughter. I wanted to use the water from the camelback to hose off, basically, right? I wanted my kid to hose off my leg. So I took off my shoe and sock and asked my son to do the deed. Now, my pant leg was soaking wet, but I felt amazing at my quick thinking solution. All the problems were solved. I took care of business behind the tree. I took care of business with my wet pant leg. And I took care of myself managing everything quickly, chick chuck. I continued to have a beautiful day with my family. What happened next, you might be wondering though, right? Well, my pant leg dried during the rest of our walk, (laughs) and then we went to lunch. We got some takeout, I bought my kids some groceries, and we had a lovely day. So you see where I'm going with this story? There are a lot of ways to think about what happened. One way to look at it paints a very negative spin on aging. I'm so old that I peed on my pants on a walk with my family. Or, it's bad enough that I had to pee outside, but I peed on my pants as well. (laughs) Or, even this one, oh my God, I peed on my pants in front of my kid. Think about how you might feel if you thought about it like this. Maybe old, sad, down, forlorn, pathetic, pitiful, even unlucky. But my friend, I have to tell you, I didn't feel any of these emotions. Genuinely, I felt relieved, happy, pumped up, smart, lucky, victorious, I would say triumphant. So what do you think I was thinking that created those emotions? I can tell you with 100% certainty that it wasn't that I was old and pathetic. No, it was, look at me in this glorious, flexible squat. And I'm a freaking badass to have figured out what to do in a situation like this, I'm just saying. And also, I am so relieved that I didn't pee my pants. Now, just to be clear, I peed on my pants, but I didn't pee my pants, okay? There's a difference. (laughs) But what I really want you to see is the difference in these stories. How do you tell your stories about things that you consider being related to aging? How do you talk about your memory, for example, and forgetting things? Or those beautiful laugh lines on your face? Or even your birthday and how old you are? Or what about your kids moving out? Or even how long you've been at your job? Do you feel bad after you talk about these things? If so, you have to check yourself. You're telling yourself and perhaps everyone else a story that's creating negative feelings for you. Is that what you mean to do? Are you telling that story on purpose? 
Or is that story on autopilot and you're not even sure what the answers to these questions are? (laughs) What story would you have told about peeing on your pant leg after a glorious squat that saved the day so that you could continue enjoying every minute with your family? Interesting, right? As your midlife coach, I want you to really think about the way you tell stories about aging because they can really bring you down. And it's all optional. Some of your thinking isn't intentional, so get to the bottom of what is really going on up there. Notice how your stories, that is your thoughts, make you feel. And then ask yourself if you like your reasons for thinking that way and telling those stories. If you haven't given it much thought, and you've just been on autopilot, you may want to switch things up and tell a different story to you, your friends, your family, your coworkers, everybody. And that's how it is with so much of life. We just say stuff. But now you know I've given you the secret. What you say matters. The stories you tell matter. Because what you say is based on what you think, and what you think creates the way you feel. That's on you. Even though it seems like it's other people and things that are creating how you're feeling, it's really on you. Your thoughts create your feelings. It can be so empowering to know this. Your stories count. And you have more power than you think when you tell your stories on purpose. All right, that's it for today. As you know, my focus as a midlife coach is to help you waste less time spinning and feeling stuck about aging, about empty nest, about relationships, your career, about being more compassionate towards yourself, about all of it. It's time to get excited about your life again. Being the queen of your brain domain really is the best way to be. For show notes and links, head over to www.coachwithsusie.com. To get your hands on my free guide, Nine Secrets to Get Unstuck in Your 50s, go to www.susierosenstein.com forward slash nine secrets. And if you're ready to get some coaching yourself, you can become a first lady. Join my new midlife membership, the Finally First Club. It's an upbeat virtual community for midlife women, just like you who want to stop feeling stuck and confused and finally start making the changes that you want in your next chapter. The clarity, courage, and connection you're looking for is only one click away. So join us there now. We are waiting for you. Head over to www.iamfinallyfirst.com. Let's do this, ladies. It's time for you to put yourself first, one thought at a time. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. 